Starting at 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, and with them some of the Meonites, came against Jehoshaphat for battle. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea, and behold, they are in Hazazon Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid, and he set his face to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem, and in the house of the Lord before the new court, and said, O Lord, God of my fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might, so that none is able to withstand you. Did you not, our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel, and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? And they have lived in it, and have built for you in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this house and before you, for your name is in this house, and cry to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Verse 12. O our God, will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Verse 14. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah. And look what he says at the end of verse 15. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at the great horde, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them and the Lord will be with you. Verse 18, Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. And verse 20, towards end of verse 20, Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe his prophets, and you will succeed. And verse 21, And when they are taking counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire. And as they went before the army and say, Give thanks to the Lord, for his steadfast love endures forever. Of Omri. Sorry, endures forever. And then they began to sing and praise the Lord. And the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, on, and Mount Sire, who had come against Judah. So they were routed. Let's pray. Father, what an encouraging passage. What a passage to help us to trust you, to keep trusting you, to continue to trust you, and to keep our eyes on you as we endure hardships as we endure sufferings and pain that come with trials. 
But help us, Father, to listen to your word, what it has to say to our hearts. Help me to be clear and understood. Help us, Father, to, to, to be doers of your word. Help us to take your word to heart and hold fast the gospel of Christ. Help us not to waver, not to become shipwrecked in any way. So, Father, please be merciful to me, be merciful to all of us, as we come now to see and hear what your word has to say to our minds and our heart. Have mercy upon us, Father. Please have mercy upon me. Pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. If you listened to last week's sermon, I preached on the first fact to help us to keep our eyes on God, which was our God is in heaven. And so this morning I want to continue with this sermon, our eyes are on God. Because I think we, we sometimes start well when we go through trials. And then somehow we take our eyes off God and we start fixing them on other things because God isn't answering our prayer or God isn't doing anything and we become impatient and we lack self-control and we lean on our own understanding and we be wise in our own eyes. And there is so much happening around us. There's what the pandemic is causing around us. With the economy, with loss of jobs, poverty, with what's going on. There's, there was that writing the other day, three weeks ago, the, the violence and the looting that came from it. There's, there's, again, we don't know where we'll be in a month's time. Level 3, level 4, level 5 with lockdown. So much is happening. Nothing is just, now we can breathe and we can go forward and put the pandemic behind us. We're in uncertain times, but the question is, when we become anxious, when we maybe become afraid of what's happening around us, who do we fix our eyes on? Who do we put our eyes on? And obviously we will say God, because we're Christians, and that's who we're supposed to fix our eyes on. But do we endure keeping our eyes on God when, when the trials become Hard, like your head is in a vice and you're just being squashed from both sides and you've just had enough. Do you just throw in the towel, surrender and then look to the world for help? Because trials are going to come our way. James wrote about various trials will come our way. We live in a fallen world. It's tainted with sin. And, and we know that as this world goes along from year to year, unless there's revival, there's transformation, reformation, man is just going to keep forgetting God. And as man forgets God, lawlessness will come, rebellion, rebellionists will come, and everyone will do what is right in their own eyes, including Christians. Because they are pushing the Bible more aside. They're not seeing God do what He promises in the Bible. And they become impatient. And they start to lose hope. But as we face our difficulties, we should do what Scripture says. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes for the Lord will be your confidence. And will keep your foot from being caught. 
Scripture is so encouraging. It's, 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 it should comfort us when we read something like that. Do not be afraid. Because God says, Come to me, I will be your confidence. Come to the Creator God who made heaven and earth. The one you can put your trust in and, and continue to trust in and have confidence in as you see what's going around you. I am sovereign, I am the King. We must stop putting confidence in other things. Put them in God alone. And I mentioned last week about children, children at school, when they struggle with their subjects. I think of Timmy and Troy. If they struggle with their subjects, they can look to their teacher with confidence, knowing that they should get help from him or her. And we do have a teacher, the Holy Spirit who can teach us His truth. If we go to His Word, open up His Word, that passage that, that Willem read, it's an amazing passage to help us to, to not be anxious about things. Because God knows our needs and He takes care of them. And the Holy Spirit can teach us and He can be our confidence if we just go to the Scriptures, open up the Bible and take God's Word at face value and trust Him. But none of it's easy. We all struggle. And this is why I want to encourage us this morning to, to, to keep our eyes on God. Put our eyes on God. But before we move to our second fact, let me quickly just recap our first fact to help us to keep our eyes on God during trials. And that first fact was God is in the heavens. In verse 6 of 1 Chronicles chapter 20, we see Jehoshaphat praying to the God who is in the heavens. He says, O Lord, the God of our fathers, are you not God in the heavens? Jehoshaphat has nowhere else to turn. We know there's a great army that's parked outside Jerusalem, outside Judah. And his army is beyond help. He's in trouble. His army can't handle that big army that's parked outside Jerusalem. And he makes the right choice. He's afraid. And he turns to the God who is in heaven. Are you not God in the heavens he does the right thing he seeks help from the Lord he doesn't say God you are going to help me you're going to take my struggles away from you you're going to wipe this army out he just cries out to God are you not God in the heavens are you not the ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations Power and might are in your hand so that no one can stand against you. And no one can stand against the Almighty God. He's God. He does as He pleases in the heavens. But one thing I can promise you He takes care of His children, He cares for His children.
Psalm 33, verses 13 to 14. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man from where he sits enthroned. He looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. God knows exactly what's going on in this community, in this country, and in this world. Nothing catches him by surprise. He's all-seeing, all-known God who's enthroned in the heavens. He sees our struggles. He knows our pain and our sufferings. And I'm talking about his children, Christians, believers. And we can be encouraged to look to the heavens and to pray as we go through trials and keep our eyes on God who is in the heavens because next to our Father is Jesus. It's the place that Christ Jesus entered and presented himself to his Father where he is now seated next to the right hand of the Father. This is what the author of the book of Hebrews tells us. For Christ did not enter a holy place made with hands, a mere copy of the true one, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. When I, when I read this, it just wipes out completely about Christianity being a feeling, an emotion. Christianity is based on facts, on God's word that has been spoken to us. And when you read this, our trust should be in exactly what he has told us. It's our unbelief that gets in the way a lot. And we should be praying, God, help my unbelief. Please be merciful to me. If Jesus is in the heaven, seated next to the right hand of our Father, then that's where we should look to when we go through trials. And this is exactly what the Apostle Paul is trying to do to the church of Colossae. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things on earth. They are temporary. They are a waste of time. They cannot help you. Look to Jesus. Look to God. Because there you will find encouragement, comfort, and there is your eternal hope as well. God will save us from the trial, or God will save us through the trial. And I don't know about you, but the longer this pandemic goes on, we also become fatigued. We can become irritated and frustrated because we can't make future plans anymore. We can't say, in December, I'm going to fly to visit children. We don't know what December is going to be like. There's even talk of another wave. But I know who holds the future. And by Him, everything is planned. And that is the God of miracles. Who we can trust and put our faith and hope in. And He is enthroned. He sits on the throne. And this is where Jesus sits, our mediator, our perfect high priest, so we can with confidence draw near to the throne of grace so we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. If you're struggling, open up the book of Hebrews, read it and read it. 
See there, we have a faithful high priest, a perfect high priest who can help us with our struggles. There is our encouragement, there is our hope to seek and keep our eyes on Jesus. Fix them on Him. Look to the heavens where He is seated and pray. And this is what Jehoshaphat did. He looked to the heavens. He knew there God is enthroned. And this is what helped him to work through his fear of being afraid. And there's no, nothing wrong with, with going before God and just telling God, I'm afraid. I fear this, God. I'm anxious. Help me. Because if you don't, that anxiety and that fear is going to make you become more irrational in your thinking. And it's going to cripple you. Look what Jehoshaphat did. He made the right choice. He was afraid, but God kept him insane. God kept him together. And God helped him to do what he needed to do. Proclaim a fast and call everybody to pray. Let's look at our second fact to help us to keep our eyes on God. And that is, our God hears our prayers. There in verse 9 of 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we see Jehoshaphat with great faith. And he says, and cry to you in our distress, and you will hear and deliver us. Are we crying to God in our distress? To help us, to deliver us, to keep us together, to keep us focused, to help us to keep our eyes on Him. God hears us, even when we groan, even when we cry out in distress. There was a time when Israel cried out to God. We've just got to go back to Exodus. Read the first, or the first chapter or the second chapter, where you see Egypt. They're in slavery, and they cry out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came to God. And God heard their groanings. God saw them and He knew what was going on. And He eventually delivered them out of Egypt with Moses. But again, it was in His time. This pandemic will move on in God's time. Yes, I'm praying that God would take it away immediately. That we can all get on. We're struggling. It's in God's time. Lord, your will be done, not mine. My will is for, yes, for it to go away, like now. But it's all in God's timing. God, your will be done. But please give me the wisdom. Give me the patience. Help me. Help me just to be godly in everything I do. Help me to hold fast the gospel of Christ. Help me not to waver or to become shipwrecked. And eventually God will deliver us, but in His time. Because we are told in verse 15 that the battle is not ours, but God's. And how comforting is that? To know that what is going on is God's battle. And He's using it to test us, to strengthen us, to continue to trust Him, 
When I say it's he, his battle, we are told in Scripture, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 6, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience, when your obedience is complete. So in one sense there is a, a, a battle, but it's not a flesh and blood. It's, a, it's what's going on in the heavenly forces, in the darkness. But our responsibility is to continue to shine our light, continue to believe, continue to, to trust. And how do we fight? Well, we fight in prayer, praying in the Spirit. Our responsibility is, for the first thing we need to do when we're in a trial or a suffering, is to cry to God. Pray. And our next responsibility is to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. Do what we need to do on the ground. But why is it that when we're supposed to turn to God in prayer, we struggle to turn to God in prayer? Why are there times when we are poor at praying? When we struggle to cry to God for help. Knowing that our God hears our prayers. Knowing that our God is in, in, in the heavens. Knowing that He cares about our troubles. I think it's lack of both faith and trust. I'm not saying we don't have faith. I'm not saying we don't trust. It's just lack of. Look at Peter when he climbed out the boat. And he walked on the water. As soon as he took his eyes off Jesus... He started sinking. Jesus didn't say to him, you have no faith, Peter. He said, your faith was small. You had faith. But he took his eyes off Jesus. And I think that's what we do. We, we, we take our eyes off God, who's in the heavens, who hears our prayers. And then we turn to trusting in our own wisdom, our own riches, our own power, Instead of God and His Word. But not Jehoshaphat. The end of verse 20 of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 he tells his people to put their trust in the Lord your God and you will be established. Put your trust in His prophets and succeed. And he cries out to God in prayer for help. And we know he's powerless. There's this army who's camping around them, who's coming against them, and Judah. But he knows what to do. He knows to pray to God and keep his eyes on God when he is powerless. Trust in the prophets. And that's what we should do. We should trust in the sacred scriptures. They encourage us. They comfort us. Again, we're reminded in, in, in Romans chapter 15, 
For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures we might have hope. But a lot of the time, me included, we always want God to take away the problem. God, take away this virus. Please. And there's nothing wrong with praying for Him to take it away. But also pray, God, encourage me. Help us. Give us the wisdom to endure and to hold fast this, this book, the Bible, the sacred scriptures, which is God-breathed and is profitable for rebuking, for teaching, for training in righteousness, to equip us for every good work, and that is to keep trusting God. Continue to trust God. I think of when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and just before he was going to be surrounded by an army and himself be powerless, what did he do? He fixed his eyes on his Father who is in heaven and cries out to him in prayer for help, saying, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. We know Jesus could have called down thousands of angels to fight to destroy. He could have just said something by word. But it's not a flesh and blood fight. It's a spiritual force. It's, 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 it's our force. A fight is in the heavenlies. It's not a flesh and blood. But we are responsible. Like you saw there, Jesus praying, fixing his eyes on his Father who hears, who heard him. His father heard him and he sends an angel to come and strengthen Jesus. And God in heaven also heard Jehoshaphat. Because when Jehoshaphat cried out and prayed, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. That's in verses 14 and 15 of 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And in verse 15, he was able to comfort and encourage the people by saying, Thus says the Lord, Do not fear or be dismayed because of the great army, for the battle is not ours but God's. And often in the scriptures you read, I think it was also Joshua who was told, be not, Do not fear, be not, be not, be, do not be dismayed, do not fear, for the Lord your God is with you. And Jesus in Matthew 28 at the end said, Lo, I'm with you till the end of the ages. Do not fear. Do not be dismayed. God is with us. And when they hear this, they fall down and they worship the Lord. Verse 18 of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 tells us, they worship the Lord, they praise God, they thank God that He's heard them and He's going to come to their rescue because He's told them, the battle is not yours but mine. And they needed to be reminded about this. And so should we be reminded that the battle is not ours. It's God's. There on the cross, Christ won our battle on our behalf. Jesus won our battle. There the substitutionary atonement took place. There He died on the cross to forgive our sins. He died in our place where He defeated Satan's sin, flesh and the world for us. We are victorious in Christ. All we need to do is believe and trust 
and bring about our responsibility. And like I said, our responsibility is to pray, but our responsibility is also to live out the Christian life. An example is you've got a friend that is asked you to come and, and pray and present the gospel to him. He wants to hear about your God and he, he's unsaved. You should pray before you go. Pray that God will break down that heart of stone. All the barriers. He's been taken captive by, by Satan. And he will remain doing Satan's will until he comes to his senses. And pray. That is how we start. That that's, battle is God. Send, let God know that he can fight the battle supernaturally. But then our responsibility is still then to take God's word to that person. It's not just pray and let go. Half the time we do that. We pray and just expect God to do everything. Our responsibility is still to take God's word to that person. And then the word can break down the strongholds that are holding him captive. But Jehoshaphat knew, Jehoshaphat knew that the battle is God's. He would have known about how God defeated the Egyptians at the crossing of the Red Sea. How God used his great power against the Egyptians and how they all drowned. What did the Israelites do on that day? Nothing. They trusted and they marched through. What about the walls of Jericho? What did the Israelites do on that day? Did they fight? No, they walked around the walls. The first six days once, and the seventh day seven times, and they blew the trumpets, and all the walls came tumbling down. Did they lift their swords, their spears? No. God fought their battle. Yes, there are times when they too will fight. But there are times when we need to trust God. He will go ahead and fight our battles. We need to, to, to trust Him. And we need to not question Him when we get into a situation, when we are afraid. Don't question God. Just worship God. Keep believing. Keep trusting Him. And Jehoshaphat was told, Give thanks to the Lord, for his steadfast love endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise the Lord, that's verse 22 of 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And when they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord set an ambush. And so they were routed. They were all defeated by God. But the Israelites had a responsibility to trust, to obey, to believe, and to go out there and sing praises. And those are the, some of the things we could be doing as we go through struggles and trials, suffering and pain. Don't forget to sing. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pray to Him. Read His Word. Praise the Sing some of the psalms to God. Find great comfort in God. But let us not be lazy and just expect God to fight our battles without us doing nothing. We have a responsibility 
And that is to take up the sword of the Spirit, which is God's Word, and fight with it. Use it. But let's not forget about prayer, the value of praying. Someone said prayer is the very spiritual air that the soldier of Christ breathes. Without God's word, we are powerless. Without prayer, we are powerless. So let us be challenged by these two facts. Our God is in heaven. Our God hears our prayers, which we've just heard now from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1 to 30. Let's make this happen in our lives. No matter what we gain through, no matter what trial we gain through, I challenge us to, to trust God and to keep trusting Him, to keep your eyes on Him and cry to Him in prayer. He's in the heavens and He hears you. Run to that cross and with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that you may receive mercy and grace. Find grace to help you in time of need. Fix your eyes on Jesus and keep your eyes on Jesus who is seated above in the heavens, who is our faithful mediator, who is seated next to the right hand of his Father, who knows every detail of our life, knows when a hair falls from your head. He knows us. He loves us. But will we set our minds on the things above and keep our eyes on God? Make sure that our eyes are on Him always as we endure our trials. He's in the heavens and He hears us. And He wants to help us. But will we allow Him? Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word that is there to encourage us, it's there to give us hope, not a false hope, but a true hope. Our hope is in the true living God who loves us and cares for us more than we'll ever know and understand. The fact that Jesus died for us to bring us to you, Father, should tell us how much you love us and care for us. Yet we often forfeit going to Jesus, our friend in prayer. Have mercy upon us, Father, please. Help us to, to, to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily and follow Jesus. Help us to... to to believe that God is in the heavens and to believe that God hears our prayers. Help us, Father, please. Help us to, to put away all falsely, all our idols, our unbelief. But help us to set our minds on the things above and take them off the things that are on earth. Please, Father, forgive us when we do not seek you always in prayer. When we lean on our own understanding, or we wise in our own eyes, and how we hurt ourselves. Father, please be merciful to us, forgive us, and help us. Father, we live in uncertain times. We do not know what tomorrow brings, when the next riot will come, the next violence, the next looting. We do not know when this pandemic will go, or when the next wave will come, when the next lockdown will appear. Father, please be merciful to us. Forgive us for turning our back on you at times. 
and running somewhere else instead of running to your throne of grace and pleading for mercy and grace. Help us, Father. Please help us. Pray and ask this all in the precious name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.